I've driven in areas where, to coin the phrase, the other half lives. The houses that are in areas such as Prairie Village, Mission Hills, and quite honestly, even the south area of Overland Park are pretty good size. And you would normally pay a lot of money to even afford a house like that. Oftentimes, anywhere between six and seven figures. But there is a show that talks about these kind of houses and puts them under a very interesting name. It is on the HGTV network. The show is called Bargain Mansions. When I hear those two words, it's kind of hard to believe that houses as big as those particular ones are can actually be bargains. Well, there is a lady that has hosted that show for a number of years. It was originally a 30-minute show, as it has since expanded to an hour. And she has a very good knowledge of not only these kind of houses, but how you can improve yours as well. Her name is Tamara Day, and she is the host of this show on HGTV called Bargain Mansions. Kansas City Magazine did an interview with her recently, and I'd like to share that interview, the notes from it, with you. And we'll do so on the other side of this break. The coronavirus pandemic has stopped a lot of activities in their tracks. It has altered life the way a lot of us know it. People that are on television have been doing their news and weather, for example, from different parts of town. So even that's changed. This is Terry Runyon, and I have an assurance I want to make to you. In spite of all the changes that have taken place, life does go on, and so do I. You're still going to get Kansas City Radio Variety, and I'm still going to bring it to you seven days a week. Join me every day for the New Directions Podcast. When you take a look at the type of houses that I referred to in the open from Prairie Village and Mission Hills, and I think I could also throw in Lake of the Ozarks for another place, you would not think of them as bargains. These particular houses, I think, would sell, as I said, again, as I said at the open, between six and seven figures and that is the digit numbers that I'm referring to either in the hundred thousand range or as high as even a million this is unheard of but 
on this particular night that I'm coming on with you, I'm a week removed from what was the season premiere of a show called Bargain Mansions. And I thought for tonight, at least for this segment anyway, we would get some background on this particular show. And the lady to do it, the, our host for it, Tamara Day. And I'm in the process of getting to the story about her. Just a second here. I'm almost there. I am very close. And without further ado, here we are. This is In Conversation with Tamara Day, the host of HGTV's Bargain Mansions. This was conducted by the folks at Kansas City Magazine, the magazine formerly known as 435. Nicole Bradley provided the story about, about her, and this happened the day after the show premiered, I guess. Here we go. It's been a busy few months for Tamara Day. Just before Christmas last year, the Leewood-based designer opened Growing Day's Home, her vibrant home furnishing store in Prairie Village. Now the third season of her ever-popular show Bargain Mansions is premiering on HGTV and shifting from half-hour episodes to an hour long each. The designer shared some highlights from this season, which premiered, premiered rather a week ago tonight along with a few simple tips to give your home a facelift. What was the most memorable moment from this season? Her response was, the episodes are longer, so there's more time to get to know me and my family, and they've gotten to be a lot more involved. There have also been several moments with my baby girl in particular because she loves the camera and loves to help. My boys are more like, meh, how fast can we do this? Anyway, I picked her up from school one day, and we were filming at my shop. They filmed us walking into the store holding hands, and then I said to her, Hey, we need to pick some tile. These are the ones I'm picking from. Production added a little name banner for her, for her that says Nora with title, Junior Home Renovator. And she said, I died. Another question do you have a favorite home from this season? Oh gosh, I have favorite pieces of each home. There was one kitchen that was a favorite. and It has everything you could ever want in a kitchen, including a 10-foot island, a huge, beautiful 48-inch range and hood, bright quartz countertops, and beautiful green cabinetry, and a huge built-in pantry. It's a very symmetrical space, and on either side of the stove is a doorway. On the right side, you walk into what's almost a bonus kitchen, where there's a wine refrigerator, microwave, more pantry storage, tons of pet prep space, and a window view that knocks out on, looks out on three and a half acres, where you can just see forever. The left door leads into one of the most cheerful laundry and mudroom spaces I've ever seen. It is so bright and huge, with tons of cubbies and storage, and bright yellow cabinetry. Soapstone countertops and a beautiful pebble floor. And then there's this wallpaper that'll just blow your mind. Are there any specific neighborhoods in Kansas City you're particularly drawn to when finding bargain homes to flip? Hyde Park is always my go-to. Like if I have a choice in the matter, I'm going to Hyde Park. Old Leewood is always ready fun, really fun for me as well. Sunset Hill would be another top-notch one that I love. It's hard to find a bargain there, though. 
Those are probably my three favorite pockets of the city to work in, but it's really just when the right project finds me. You've worked on quite a few shirtwaist homes, which are fairly prominent in Kansas City. How do you change it up when there are so many homes of the same type? I feel like the shirtwaist house is like a classic time period home. Every city has something similar to it and their own style of it. It's such a common style, and Kansas City's is the most beautiful Midwest limestone on the first floor of the home exterior. The thing that I think is really interesting is you can look at 100 shirtwaist-style homes in Kansas City, and 99 of them are going to have the limestone. We might see bricks sometimes, but that's pretty unusual. But the limestone is often laid in unique ways. Some of them have awesome patterns. We did one where the whole front porch was wrapped in limestone in a sort of checkerboard effect with holes. There are always a fun, a fun project because I know shirtwaists really well at this point. I never want to do the same house twice. I always want to keep it fresh and unique and to feel like I tried instead of just churning it out. So finding new ways to reinvent a shirtwaist is a really fun challenge for me. When working on a home, what's one thing that can make the biggest difference in the interior and on the exterior? Inside, a light fixture is inexpensive to hang. You can find awesome fixtures for really reasonable prices, and it transforms the room very quickly. But I always love a good wallpaper inside, too. For exterior, a fresh coat of paint is the biggest bang for your buck. If you're looking for something smaller scale but still want a refreshed look, paint your shutters. People tend to not care about their shutters. There's a house we drive by regularly, and they did a gorgeous job on the exterior paint, but they don't have shutters. I drive past it every day, and I feel like knocking on their door and saying, can I just help you with some shutters? She is very passionate about the kind of work that she does. No question about it. And I guess... The scheduled time for bargain mansions would be on Tuesdays. And I guess the thing to pick up from that is the fact that this is what, what makes it a bargain man, mansion may be the merchandise that you put in it and not spending a heck of a lot of money for it either. I've never seen the show but right after, the, after sharing with you their interview, the interview with Tamara Day, I'm curious about at least giving it a shot. So it'll be on HGTV, and I believe it's going to be on Tuesday nights. So check your local listings, as they say, in your area. On the other side of this break, we have some pandemic positives to share with you. They've been working for us for 70 years. And when you hear the phrase working for you, they...
Here's to 70 years, and here's hoping for 70 more. Fox 4, Kansas City. There are over 40 of us that are competing in the This Is Our KC song challenge. You can vote for your favorite, and I'm hoping you vote for me. <laughs> you can vote for your favorite until the end of the day tomorrow. The actual time, of course, 11.59 tomorrow evening. So you can put your votes in until then. The winner of this contest, of course, $250 gift certificate to Meyer Music, along with the set on the Fox 4 Morning Show. Second place, $100 gift certificate to Meyer Music. If you have a moment, there are other musicians that have done very well with this. I will say that. Vote for whoever you choose. And you have between now and the end of the day tomorrow. You can go to fox4kc.com, the contest page. Find that one. Vote for whoever you would like. I welcome you this evening to another round of pandemic positives. Or what the news media, what the news outlets will never, ever say. What they will never, ever share with you. I want to share with you something that a, a grandson did in Atlanta for his grandmothers. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to get this up here just a second. We'll mention this as far as the music is concerned. And I'm going to have an extra story which is not pandemic related. But I think it's just as touching as well. I will share with that in a moment. I'm going to start with Dateline Atlanta. A 19-year-old saxophonist named Avery Dixon is using his music to connect his family despite the distance caused by the coronavirus pandemic. I want you all to know we love y'all, especially you, Grandma. I love you. To bridge the gap, you know what? Before I even read this, let me have you listen to the audio. Just a second here. I want y'all to know we love all y'all, especially you, Grandma. I love you. This is Avery Dixon. She did not know that this was going to happen. I hope it's a pleasant surprise. To bridge the gap of COVID-19. 
He surprises grandmas with a pop-up concert. Music is like, it's like a foreign language when words just aren't enough. But with the bad, there's also good. So that, that's kind of what the saxophone is for me. It's my share of good. Keeping its distance. She can't, can't come out the house because of the coronavirus. He runs for the hills and serenades his grandma, Jeanette Paul. He knocks on the door and runs off up the hill, right, and got these hearts waving them. No matter the distance, Avery says music and love will always bring them together. She can't get out the house, and this is my grandma on my mom's side. Shelby Cross has been battling with a brain tumor. She was recently released from the hospital with chronic pneumonia. Cross says she is just so proud. Dixon wants everyone to keep the faith. No, trouble doesn't last always. Neither will COVID-19. In Atlanta, I'm Barbara Lyons, CBS 46 News. Barbara, thank you very much. With the bad, there's also good. And that's kind of what the saxophone is for him. It's his share of good. Just a second here. There we go. Trouble doesn't last always, and neither does. And I refuse and again I refuse to say the way it's written, so I'll say it this way the coronavirus. Hallmark, as I mentioned last night, is giving away another one million cards for free to comfort people during this little pandemic. I will share that with you as well. A lot of companies, well, this was written by, posted by Kara Small and my good friend Lauren Halifax. I don't know whether we're going to have any audio to share. It looks to me like we are. So why don't we just do that right about now? From our friends at Fox. Lots of companies are trying to lend a hand during the coronavirus pandemic. And for local card maker Hallmark, lending a hand means spreading some joy. The way that Hallmark plans on spreading that joy is through a card giveaway. Hallmark shared this video with us. Their first giveaway of one million cards was such a success that they're planning double the effort. Two million cards now. Lindsay Roy is Hallmark's chief marketing officer. You know, we've seen these heroes in our hospitals, our senior centers, our grocery stores, our communities, and we just want to help people share their gratitude. Here's how it works. Anyone in the continental U.S. can go to hallmark.com slash care enough and sign up for a free three-pack of cards. One of them says uh, on the front, you know, you are so amazing, and the inside says so thankful for you. Another one says, you know, what you do matters a lot. For Hallmark, it's all about personal connection. I mean, right now, think about somebody who maybe is living alone and can display that card and reread over and over again and see that, okay, I matter. I have people that I'm connected with. That's pretty powerful. Lauren, thank you very much. Good night. The positives are out there, guys. Why in the world aren't we paying more attention to it? I do not understand that. It makes no sense to me. The positives are out there. I want to replay before we end 
this segment tonight. The song that I first played last night. Luke, Luke Combs has a new song for these times. It is called Six Feet Apart. Luke, do it again, my friend. From tasteofcountry.com. They're getting it set up here. And it looks like we got it. Luke, take it away. I would like to believe, my friends, that there is, it is going to come about one day that we are going to be able 
to go back to doing what God wanted us to do in the first place. Be friendly to people. All this stuff pertaining to the coronavirus. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm going to level with you, ladies and gentlemen. It is tiring. And I'd like to believe that there are positives in the midst of all the negative stuff that we see and hear every single solitary day of our lives. There's got to be positives. Like I'm saying as one of my slogans for this show, life goes on and so do I. And I wish a lot more people would realize there is life out there. But I wish also that somehow, some way, there would be a cure for this virus. I know that they're working on it and I understand that. I just wish that it would happen. This is not the world that our Lord created in six days. It's not. But again, to reiterate the promise that I made, in spite of the negatives that go on and that will be that are being shared, of course, during the day, the positives will be shared right here by me to you daily right here on the New Directions podcast. That are That is our segment of pandemic positives for this evening. I'll look ahead to tomorrow night along with final thoughts or on their way next. Tomorrow night on the show... We're going to take a backstory behind the Netflix hit Tiger King. I have not seen this. I'm hoping to learn a little bit about it between now and when I come on with you tomorrow night. We'll have a pandemic positive once again. And I've also planned on a special final thoughts, which is dedicated to a friend of mine at Fox 4. Meteorologist Michelle Bogleweth, of course. As you know by now, I'm sure, she's going to be a mother for the first time. And this dedication will be for her as she finishes up her final work day before she goes on maternity leave. Michelle, I'll say this ahead of time. I wish you the absolute best. You're going to be a fantastic mom. Anyway... The dedication to Michelle, pandemic positives, and of course, a Tiger King backstory. We will have all three of them tomorrow night, right here on the New Directions podcast. Moving to final thoughts, I'd like to share with you someone else's thoughts about the possibility, and I'll say it this way, of going back to work. Before I find them, I want to share with you, first of all, from the Celtic Christian tradition, these words. Sometimes the strength within you is not a big fiery flame for all to see. It is just a tiny spark that whispers ever so softly, you got this, keep going. And I'm looking right now, I may find it on another page, just a second. 
There are some words that I wanted to share with you, and I'm going to do so tonight. Here we go. As a part of Final Thoughts. From a man who was a guest on my former... From my former radio show. Who is now a Kansas Senator, Senator Mike Thompson. And I'd like to share this with you in its entirety as we close out tonight. From words printed originally yesterday. I watched a couple of infectious disease doctors last night talk about the fact that we need herd immunity to fight the spread of this virus, but we cannot establish herd immunity if we continue to self-quarantine. So the question becomes, have we done nothing but prolong reaching the solution to the problem by social distancing? Something to consider, guys. Herd immunity, by the way, simply means that healthy people contract the virus and develop antibodies which prevent the spread of the virus. Of course, those who have underlying health issues are still at risk and should be careful and take precautions. But these doctors felt strongly that you also have to weigh the damage to society by this lockdown against the so-called cure. And this lockdown is not a cure. The resultant depression, alcoholism, suicide, stress-induced heart disease, domestic violence, and a plethora of other side effects of an economic depression will cause incalculable problems. Their words, not mine, although I agree with them. Certainly those people who have been impacted directly by the loss of a loved one need our prayers and comfort. So do the 22 million Americans now without work, some with no prospect of returning because their former place of employment may not reopen. I wanted you all to know I have read all your responses to posts over over these weeks. And agree or disagree, I respect them all. Everyone has their own perspective on this issue and differing opinions. I have tried to respond to as many as possible, but there are just too many. Just know I read them all. I do have to say that I see a rapidly growing sentiment in the volume of emails I receive that more and more of you are angry and frustrated with this shutdown and want to get back to work and to life. I agree. So do I, Mike. At this point, I think everyone has the knowledge of how to protect their own health. I also think that individuals have a better ability to determine what is best for themselves than a top-down central plan, which can never take into consideration all the various iterations of society. I think it's time to get back to it. Mike, my friend, and friend of my old show as well, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that the time has come. But, with that being said, we still move on. And on that note, that is going to wind things up for tonight's edition of the New Directions Podcast. Thank you for being with me as always. We will see you on the podcast tomorrow night for a loaded show, pretty much. So make plans to join me if you can. Until then, the next song in our countdown is number 14. I first heard this song in 2008 when I saw Joaquin Soria come in to pitch for the Kansas City Royals. This was his song at the time, and I think it was his song when he came back in 16, too. I love love this song, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. 
And it took my brother to tell me the name of it, finally. I thought it was just Jim Rome's theme song. But in any case, the group calls themselves Guns N' Roses. They're going to get us out of here by welcoming us to the jungle. 